Lock it in. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Welcome. You're at the home front of an important battle. The American family is under assault. Eternal truths and understandings about family and marriage are being burned at the stake. Common sense is no longer common. Traditional values are being attacked as old-fashioned, obsolete, and irrelevant. Join us in the battle. Share, learn, and teach, adding your voice to the dialogue. Today at the home front. Welcome to the home front. You're talking with Jane, and we have a wonderful guest uh, to join us and continue our discussion about marriage. And uh, I want to welcome Janine McKenzie. Hi, Janine. Hi, Jane. How are you doing? I'm really good. It's so fun to be able to talk with you over the phone because so many years ago, uh, we saw each other on a regular basis. It's great to be back. Thank you. Janine, can you explain a little bit about the Center for Relationship Education? This is your organization in Colorado. And uh, just give us a, a little brief idea of what you're working on up there. Well, the Center for Relationship exists to equip, empower, and educate uh, people of all ages on how to do relationships well. Mm-hmm. And we do relationships, you know, when it comes to friendship, and then we do relationships when it comes to romantic attachments, and then partner selection strategies, and even um, marriage enhancement. And we even do winning in the workplace, work, workplace relationships so we can reduce the drama and live well. We feel like um, when you look at the data that we mm-hmm. look at, we our goal is to reduce poverty through family strengthening. Wonderful. And it's interesting, uh, this comes at a very important time, I think, in our culture as the family continues to break down or be stressed by so many uh, factors, and we're actually working off of a premise that if it doesn't work out, we'll just break up and move off and try it again, and that is so destructive because we're taking a lot of bad behaviors and non-functioning behaviors into new relationships. I love the fact that you're going across the board and working in the multiplicity of relationships at work, family relationships of all kinds. And you have a project that we really want to focus on tonight, the marriage project. Obviously, that's going to touch on marriage specifically. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project is a grant-funded project from the federal government, believe it or not. And um, and back when, uh, under the Bush administration, when uh, Dr. Wade Horn was the head of the Administration for Children and Families, he looked at the data and he said, you know, um, poverty can be prevented mm-hmm. if we could reduce non-marital childbearing, not just teen pregnancy, but non-marital childbearing. Mm-hmm. It could also be reduced if we could help people enhance their love relationships in committed love with committed lifetime partnerships Mm -hmm. and marriage. And so um, there was some money that came out of the new welfare money under the Clinton administration. It was called the 1996 Welfare Reform Act. And in that big piece of legislation, their uh, welfare changed, and it was block-granted to the states. Well, within that piece of legislation, there was 
uh, $75 million for marriage enhancement programs, mm-hmm. and there was $75 million for fatherhood enhancement programs because we know that father absence, especially this, this is a great time to talk about this on Father's Day coming mm-hmm. up, is that father absence is a huge predictor of whether or not a kid does well. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they graduate from high school, whether or not they get involved in drugs or alcohol or early sexual debut, whether or not they get involved in crime, whether or not they get in, involved in vandalism and bullying. And we know that uh, fathers um, are a protective factor. Having fathers in the home, or in, even maybe if they're not in the home, but they are involved with their children, even if they're divorced or they're in prison or whatever, if they're involved with their children, we know what the research says. They Kids do better. Right. So if we care about children, we need to care about families and fathers. And uh, following up from this segment we were doing on the brain just a short time ago, and talking about the idea in our culture that we fall in love. We just, it just happens to us. And then we fall in love and maybe or maybe not will we get married. In the Healthy Marriage Project, how do you deal with this notion of planning for marriage? Because I think a lot of people think that's a wet rag on love, that if you really have some goals for marriage and looking forward to that relationship and kind of structuring your life and your behaviors for marriage, that it's too manipulative. Can you comment on that? Well, first of all, when you think about falling in love, mm-hmm. my it's almost comical. What's so great about falling? <laughs> right. Okay. We work with Dr. Scott Stanley and Howard Markman at the University of Denver Center for Marital and Family Studies. And that's actually how I started in this, because I'm a nurse by trade, mm-hmm. and um, I was totally amazed that there was 30 years of research about what makes relationships work and what makes relationships fail. And I thought, there's actually research about this? Right. And so uh, we partnered with the University of Denver and these uh, incredible professors who do this research and also work with other uh, incredible Uh, smart people across the country who also do research on these kind of issues. And we uh, took the data and we turned the data into activities Mm -hmm. that we can teach a a cadre of young people and old people and middle-aged people alike to do relationships well. Now, when you talk about... um, you know, putting a blanket on love if you, you know, talk about a systematic approach to uh, dating and choosing your life partner. What Dr. Stanley calls, he calls that deciding rather than sliding. He says, you know, most people slide into their relationships based on feelings, but feelings come and go. Right. And love is not enough. But what is enough is compatibilities, it's mm-hmm. character traits that are equal, it's, it's, it's values that are similar, it's life mapping that's similar, it's how you spend money, it's what, what temperature do you want the home to be, it's how you eat dinner, it's how you raise your children, it's how you um, give to charity, how you spend your time in social events, what you want to learn about. I mean, there are so many predictors. Mm-hmm. Of of 
who you as a person need to be, be partnered with, what kind of character traits and what kind of compatibilities you have. Yes, the research tells us that opposites attract, Right, but the research also tells us that it's the compatibilities and the similarities that keep you together. Right. So, so we don't want to squash love. There are certain things about love that that are magical, and right? That you can't explain, and nobody wants to make it clinical. But there is a point at which you need to be smart with your heart. Right. And this uh, sliding into love, I think, is a big part of the current scene, uh, the hookup scene. We have a lot of people going off to college and sliding into relationships. When we come back after the break, it would be interesting to get your take on the types of relationships that we call hookups or uh, the temporary relationships and whether those lead to marriage, what that does mean for marriage and then a little bit more about the impact on families and relationships for dads, especially with the kids. I know that a lot of people think father-son relationships are really important, but fathers and their daughters are very important in a very special and unique way. I think those would be some great topics to address in our next section uh, Janine, can you give us an idea of how do people contact you to get involved in in these kinds of lessons and programs? You bet. We are um, we work all over the country. We, we're headquartered in Colorado, but we work all over the country. Mm-hmm. And the way to get a hold of us, they can call seven two zero four eight 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 eight, or they can go to our website, which is www.myrelationshipcenter.org. Wonderful. And I do have that linked on my website, fromthehomefront.org. And so if you're driving in the car or somewhere where you don't have a pen or pencil, feel free to look up fromthehomefront.org, and Janine's information will be there, the phone number and her website as well. The Healthy Marriage Project, we're talking with Janine McKenzie, We'll be taking a break and getting into some real interesting topics on the other side. Stick with us. This is Jane from the Homefront, KFNX, 1100 AM, Independent Talk. We'll be right back. At 1100kfnx.com. Hey, baby, there ain't no easy way out. Hey, I, I will stand my ground and I won't back down. Welcome back to the home front. This is Jane, and we're talking with Janine McKenzie. She is the president of the Center for Relationship Education, and we've been talking about Healthy Marriage Project. And before the break, uh, she explained a little bit about the project in general, and we touched on the idea of planning for a marriage. And I want to follow that up, Janine, with this hookup culture that we've got going, where people, 
I love the phrase that you use, sliding into relationships. Some people think that's the way that they're going to discover that marriage that's going to keep them happy for a lifetime. They'll just meet somebody, be attracted. They'll slide into this relationship and try it for a while, maybe move in together. Uh, can you comment about uh, that strategy of building your future well, you know, a lot of young people uh, are afraid of marriage, and they have every right to be afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the the, uh, the generation before them didn't do it very well, right? And the generation before them didn't know the research. And so, this is a legacy project. This is a project that's going to take a long time to change the trajectory. Right. But there there seems to be a uh, let's just have fun, let's just hook up and have all kinds of sex partners, and you know, as long as we're having fun, it does. We don't even need a commitment. It's actually, we. Um, there's a, a book out called The End of Sex by Donna Fritas that talks about kids are having more sex and they're liking it less. And uh, she's afraid that uh, the, these kids actually do not want to talk to each other because they're afraid that if they talk, they'll get connected and that kind of ruins the, you know, hookup culture. We just, This is no commitment, no talking, no connection, just you know, just pleasure. And, um, and you know, one of the things that we do with our young people is we, we go into schools and we train teachers in a curriculum called the Get Real Curriculum, which is relationship education and leadership. And we teach young people the components of the best sex. And we break it down into um, these six categories of who you are. There's buckets, if you will. So we have a physical bucket, of course, physical. You know, all of us know about physical. Right. But then we also have an intellectual bucket mm-hmm. and where we want to be lifelong learners and use our brain. And after all, our brain is our biggest sex organ and all of that. Right. And then we want to learn together. We want to, we want to grow together. Another one is the emotional connection of sharing our hopes and dreams, figuring out what gives us goosebumps and what makes us laugh and what makes us cry and what inspires us. And then the other one is the uh, social part of who we are, the social bucket, if you will. What kind of things do you like to do socially? Do you like to play golf? Do you like to, um, do you like to go fishing? Do you like to work with animals? Do you like to work with horses? That's part of the social. Mm-hmm. What kind of parties do you like to go to? Are you shy? Are you the life of the party? Those are the kind of things what we do socially. And then the other thing is sharing the spiritual bucket of, you know, what, what, um, what is your faith walk, walk like? Who, you know, who do you pray to? Who do you ask for help? Who do you thank when life goes well? And who do you curse when it doesn't? You know, that's all about your spiritual self. Do you meditate? Do you pray? Do you, uh, do you seek to understand the universe in a higher form? Whatever it is, everybody's spiritual. It doesn't matter what kind of spirituality you have. And young people are very spiritual. Right. And then the last one is um, the financial part of who you are because you need to be with somebody that has a similar way that they view money because what about if you're with somebody that likes to spend a lot and you're a saver? And what if you're with somebody that you're a giver and they're not? And what if, what if somebody doesn't care about debt? All of that is very important to your personhood because money money means a lot to to how you live. Now, when so, you when you talk with the young people about these different buckets and components of the human person, what kinds of reactions do you get from them that you think are 
that inspire you to go back and keep at this legacy project? Oh, my gosh. I have had, I mean, this, first of all, this stuff that we teach is issues of the heart. We call it Maslow on steroids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we don't do instruction. We do inspiration. We don't try to teach. We try to reach. Um, We don't tell people what to do. We give them skills to do whatever they want better. And every person, whether you're young or old, black or white, rich or poor, gay or straight, wants to be loved well. And so one of the things that we do with these buckets is when we talk about these buckets to young people and to old people alike, I get letters, I get tears. Where have you been? Where have you been? This is new information for us. And so my thing, we, this gives new meaning to a bucket list. We need to fill up these buckets before we take off our clothes. We need to learn what it really means to love well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a physical act. It's not just rubbing. You know, we want to be whole person responders, not genital responders. Right. Now, uh, just in the last part of the show, before we have to say goodbye, you had honored Father's Day, I thought very appropriately, with special qualities they bring to the family, bring to relationships, and uh, how that really is so important for strengthening the family and giving the kids, their children, uh, a brighter future, more options, and more hope for success. Can you... Give us some some tips for fathers on connecting, uh, some reasons why this is is worth putting some time and energy into it. Well, first of all, um, you know, I, I just feel bad for men. There, you know, mm-hmm. it has been said that there is a war on women. Really, there's a war on men yes. in this country. Um, it used to be that father knows best, and now father knows nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you look at uh, the commercials and some of the shows that are on television, the women are the ones in charge. They're the ones that can take the stroller with one hand out of a car, and the poor guy can't figure it out. You know, um, the, the research is so robust and so plentiful that even if a father is not um, involved really with his children because he's building his business or whatever, Mm-hmm. If he is sleeping in the home and he is, you know, the, the kids know that he is there and is committed to his, her, their mother, mm-hmm. they are seven times more likely to graduate from high school. They're, they're ten times more, more, uh, less likely to get involved with drugs and alcohol. They're, you know, I mean, I, I, I can quote research and chapter and verse about what kind of protective factor a father is to his son and also to his daughter. And I, uh, we also have a radio show here in Denver called Real Life, Real Relationships, and I had the Attorney General of the state of Colorado as our guest. I asked him, you know, Mr. Southers, Attorney General Southers, if you could give one characteristic of the people in prison, just one characteristic that's common to the people in prison, without even taking a breath, he said, father absence. Fathers are so important, and so we need to honor dads. Mm -hmm. We need to honor men. 
we need to honor the protection and the provision that they bring to a family. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop bashing men in this country. I agree so much. And I know you're going to be back with us for future shows. And I would really like to pick that up because I, I agree with you so much that what I see out there is very dishonoring to men. And then we complain when they're engaging in behaviors that we think are disrespecting women, but it comes out of disrespecting men and not giving them acknowledgement for the wonderful things that they do in relationships and the wonderful contributions they have to make. So I I love that that's uh, in your heart as something that's important to address. Well, you know, I have two sons of my own and two daughters, and and we each bring something mm-hmm. special to the table. Mm-hmm. And I tell women all the time, you can be a doctor and a lawyer and a CEO of a company, and mm-hmm. you could be, a, you know, a brain surgeon and all those things. The only one thing that you cannot be, you cannot be a dad. Right. And, you know, so much of our uh, talk with young people about marriage and the future and sexual decisions and relationships is weighted toward the women. And there's a good reason for that. It's clearly pregnancy and STDs, their vulnerability to those things. But I think we really need to be sensitive to what's happening with guys. They're They're getting hit on the back end of these kinds of decisions in a really bad way, too. And um, Janine, you're going to be back with us in a couple of weeks here, and we'll have a whole hour together, and I'd love to make that a part of our show. Again, if you want to get in touch with Janine, the Center for Relationship Education, learn more about their Healthy Marriage Project, you can look at my website for links, fromthehomefront.org. This is Jane talking with Janine McKenzie at The Homefront. 1100 AM KFNX, Independent Talk. Thanks for being here.